0: It's gotten really difficult in our culture right now to figure out what it means to be a man. The debates are raging, the opinions are flying, and everyone has something to say about what they think manhood is, but nobody can really give you a specific definable answer. Well, we think that's bogus. Today, we're going to define it. We need to talk about what it means to be a man. So let's go. <music> All right, guys. Welcome back to the Manhood Tribes podcast. My name is Don. Man, I'm so glad that you are jumping in here with us. This is episode two. This is the second part of our three part intro series. Just as we're getting started here and we need to now talk about what it means to be a man. If we're going to have a manhood podcast, obviously we got to give you some, some vision, some definition of what it means to be a man. What is it that we're actually talking about? Because Look, you know it just as well as I do. It has gotten really confusing out there in terms of trying to figure out what is manhood all about. What does it mean? How how do we know if we are men? How do we become one? What does it mean to live as a man? If you ask 10 different people what it means to be a man, you're going to get 15 different answers, right? There's just, there's so many opinions right now about what manhood is, whether or not it's a good thing, what should define manhood or what it shouldn't. Do we even need men in our culture? It has gotten so confusing and so frustrating. And so it's no wonder that right now in our culture, men are kind of floundering. We are having a hard time figuring out how to navigate the world around us, and how to offer ourselves as men in a way that is beneficial, in a way that is received well in our culture. I mean, just small examples of things that used to be taken for granted. Like, hey, do you hold a door for a woman anymore? Like when she's getting into a car or when she's coming in and out of a building? Like, used to be a given in our society. And now, not only is it not a given, but there's times and places where it's almost like, I probably shouldn't do that because it's gonna be offensive. So, you know, that's a small example, but we're dealing with those kinds of things at all different scales and sizes everywhere in our culture. And trying to figure out, Am I going to be a man in a way that is helpful to the world around me, or am I going to be a man in a way that is offensive to others? It is really, really difficult to navigate that and to figure out what that's all about and what it means. And I'll say too, as a a dad with sons, it's becoming even more complicated to pass on to this next generation of young men what manhood is all about and how we help them understand not only what it means to be a man but invite them into a manhood that they see as something that is worth living that they see manhood as something that is really good and something that they want to aspire to so gosh there's there's so much here that we need to talk about i think part of the challenge here is is that we've gotten to a place where because there's so many different opinions so many competing voices about manhood we've almost kind of come to the conclusion you know whether we whether we actively think about it or not we're, we're kind of operating with this mentality that manhood isn't really definable It's just kind of this like vague ethereal concept that, you know, men are supposed to have manhood. But, you know, whatever it really means is kind of relative and up to each individual man to sort of figure out, you know, how to be a man for themselves. Or maybe there's some ways that we want to say we shouldn't be men, but, you know, those things are bad. Uh, but there's relatively little information on how we should be a man. So, you know, we're kind of operating with this cultural sense, therefore, of like, nobody really wants to stand up and say what does it mean to be a man because as soon as you do you get shot down right somebody is gonna is gonna bark up that tree and say well that's wrong or that's bad or here's why that won't work or you're just you know adding to the toxicity or the patriarchy or all the other things that are bad in the world about being a man and you know so so therefore you know trying to avoid cancel culture everybody is just sort of f- afraid and hesitant to stand up and say well here's what it means or here's what it should mean for men to be men. So we're going to try today. We're going to go for it, man. You know, it may result in uh, cancel culture right off the bat here. Who knows? But I think it's worth it. You know, we talked about in the last episode that manhood is something that's good. It's awesome to be a man and we should celebrate manhood and being men together. And so in order to do that, we need to have some clear ideas of what it means to be a man. We need some vision of where it is that we're headed. So. Let's talk about it then. Let's talk about what it does mean to be a man and just kind of some of the, the competing definitions out there and some of the things that we get right, some of the things that we get wrong. All right, so this is this is part of what adds to the confusion. All right, not only is there you know all this debate about manhood being good and bad or whatnot, um, there's just lots and lots of different definitions. There's lots of ideas and opinions on what manhood means, even from the people who have a positive view of masculinity. There's lots of different people saying lots of different things. So I want to try to walk through some of that a little bit and just talk about the the definition that I've landed on. Uh, but why I've gotten there, and why it might be different than some of the other things that you may have heard about masculinity. So let's talk about some of those things. Let's talk about some of the ways that our culture tries to define or to give some definition around the idea of manhood. So first, and I think you know probably the the category that we at least need to dress address, although right off the bat we're gonna we're gonna throw it out the window we're gonna say right off the bat that this here is probably the least helpful uh, and the worst idea when it comes to what it means to be a man but if I'm honest this is the idea that gets the most attention this is the thing that's out there and is the most visible and that that's really kind of this like uh, it's the idea that most easily gets labeled as toxic masculinity. Right. This is such a buzzword in our culture right now, this idea of toxic masculinity. And if you want to go looking for examples of it, pretty much all you have to do is type in masculinity or manhood into YouTube, and you're going to get all kinds of videos about, you know, how to be able to uh, build bigger muscles and, you know, uh, you're going to get information about like how to get rich overnight, what investment schemes you need to be in, you know, what kind of like massive house and fancy car you need to be driving. You're going to get information on like h- how to survive in pickup culture, you know, how to be able to bang the most women and to be able to, you know, have as much sex as possible. And how many notches can you make in your bedpost? You know, all of those things like this idea of manhood is just completely bogus. It's really appealing to young men because it feels like success in all of the ways that are uh, tempting and enticing. But I think any man who has some bit of maturity behind him knows that that kind of way of living is ultimately just empty. And the YouTube gurus who are, you know, making millions and even billions off of, you know, pandering that definition of masculinity to anybody are just appealing to kind of the lowest common denominator of a man a, a man's base level temptations. All right, we get it. And and that's what to- toxic masculinity is all about. Yes, that vision and version of being a man is almost worthless to society. It really is about just using others and using resources for my own personal gain and how to make myself be the biggest and the best and the grandest that I possibly can look like to others. Uh, but It's got no value to society. So we're throwing that out the window, okay? And so for any of you who might be listening and wondering like, where is this podcast going, and is it just going to be another bit of you know manhood rubbish to throw on the pile? Uh, I want to say right now, like we're rejecting the same rubbish that you are. Like that vision of masculinity uh, is is worthless. It's a it's of no good to men, and it's of no good to society. So let's just go ahead and toss it out. Um, we may we may critique that more from time to time as we revisit the idea on the podcast because it certainly is prevalent in the media and in you know young men's culture today. Uh, but, uh, we just want to say, you know, flat out from the beginning, we're rejecting that that's of no use to us. But even apart from that, you know, very kind of negative, bogus idea of manhood, we got a lot of people who are trying to define manhood in some good ways, and they're doing it in in some ways that I think, you know, can be helpful, but ultimately uh, become difficult either to achieve or become limiting in some ways that it, it leaves certain categories of people out from being able to call themselves a man. And I don't know that that's necessary. So like, what am I talking about here? When we start to define manhood according to certain roles, I think we start to get into trouble. Like when we say that what a man is has to do with the roles that he fills in life I'm not sure that that's exactly the the best way to go to be able to define it. so y- you might hear this in terms of talking about men being a protector or a provider uh, or a you know a procreator <laughs> uh, just you know the the idea that like these are the things that men are supposed to do in order to be a man now look. Those things are very often true of men and have very often been true of men throughout history and in many cultures. But what a man does is not exactly the same thing as what a man is. And we need to be really careful about that definition because when we equate a man with what he does, and then you have some males who don't necessarily do those things, does that make those males not a man? There's some questions that are worth asking there. If a man doesn't have a family to provide for, does that make him not a man because he can't be a provider? I don't think so. You know, the same can be said of saying that, you know, the, the man's role as a husband or a father is what makes him a man, uh, gets, gets really squishy. When you think about the idea of what about men who aren't husbands and aren't fathers, does that somehow make them less of a man? I don't know that it does, uh, but you know for me, I, I mentioned this in the first episode, but my background is as a pastor, being in church and ministry settings uh, and and in that kind of faith oriented world, there's been a lot of emphasis put on you know being a man means being a good husband and being a good father. Now, being a good husband and being a good father is really important if you are a husband and if you are a father, but if you're not those things. Do we necessarily leave you out of the tribe of manhood? I don't think that we should. And so I think in some ways, talking about roles to define manhood is just really getting the cart before the horse. Like those things are good to talk about for us as men, but they're not the first things that we need to talk about. They aren't the ways to really define the essence of what it means to be a man. So roles are important. We'll probably revisit some of those in the future. But when we're talking about kind of the base level, what does it mean to be a man? I think that's the wrong place to start. Another wrong place to start is around the idea of virtues. You know, the things that we want to kind of call out or call up in men in the ways that we want to see them live. So these can be, you know, anything from classical virtues to the virtues that were triumphed during the enlightenment era to, you know, just simple things like being uh, kind and generous. Like we talk about sometimes in our broader culture today that those ought to be the things that really define, you know, you, you hear this conversation a lot around the idea of people who want to say, well, I think it's more important that we develop good people as opposed to good men. Well, okay, that that's like there's value in saying that we want people to be good, and that you know me as a as a human citizen, uh, the way that I interact with and treat the world around me might be defined more by these virtues than it is by my gender, and that's okay. That's that's not necessarily a bad thing, but. If we're going to define manhood according to those genders, then we've also, or excuse me, according to those virtues, then we've also kind of started in the wrong place, right? We've gotten the cart before the horse because what we're doing there is we're trying to define what it means to be a good man before we've ever actually defined what it means to be a man. We're starting in the wrong place. Virtues are important to talk about, and we're going to talk a lot about that kind of stuff on this podcast down the road, but they are the wrong place to start if we're wanting to get an idea of what it means to be a man. So, okay, all that being said, then what is the place to start? Where do we need to get started if we're going to try to figure out what it means to be a man? So, in my own personal journey, I really kind of came up against this question of what it means to be a man back in my early 20s. So kind of just as a young man out of college, I got sort of like, sideswiped by these questions that I was asking internally and didn't know where they came from about what does it mean to be a man? How do I know if I am one? You know, all these kinds of things uh, about manhood that I'd never really asked those questions before, but all of a sudden they were like the most important questions in my life. And, as I started trying to do some research to really figure out what the answers to those things were, and you know by research, I mean you know probably reading some books, but mostly just talking to other men in my life, men my age, men that were older than me, uh you know really any man that I could to just try to ask them some of these questions. what I began to really start to see is kind of a common denominator both in my conversations and in my reading was that the things that really started to define what a man is were more what I would call traits. So not really roles or virtues, but traits. And as I looked at different research, and especially things that looked at manhood across history and across different cultures, you started to see a collection of traits that really kind of showed up around men wherever and whenever they were, okay? So these were things that were kind of like commonly true of men throughout most of history and most cultures, that wherever there were men, these things were true of them. And they weren't necessarily things that made men good, because that really tended to change from one culture to another, but they were things that made men men. And those are the things that I now call the five marks of manhood. The five marks of manhood. These are the things that I think define what it means to be a man and ought to define how we live as men in our world today. Okay, so let me go through them. The five marks of manhood are strength, courage, skill, honor, and allegiance. Okay, I'll say them one more time. Strength, courage, skill, honor, and allegiance. These five things are what I think mark out what it means to be a man. Okay, So this is how we would define manhood. It's not like a sentence definition. It's more of a collection of traits that every man should demonstrate these five marks in terms of the way that they live, what it means to be a man. So we're going to talk about them just real briefly today because we're going to spend an episode on each of the five marks coming up here in a little bit. But I want to give you just kind of a general overview of them today uh, to, to help you gain some basic understanding before we kind of take a further deep dive into them. The first three of those five marks are kind of what I would call the individual marks of manhood, strength, courage, and skill. These are things that a man can work on really on his own to help develop himself as a man. So with strength, we're talking about physical strength first and foremost. Yes, I think it can include kind of like toughness or mental fortitude, but mostly we're talking about strength because What I believe is that strength is really the foundation of what it means to be a man. All these other marks of manhood are going to kind of take their cue through the lens of strength. And it's out of strength that we kind of really flourish as a man. This is because our bodies are built for strength. This is really who we are meant to be and offer ourselves as men in the world around us. Our bodies are made for strength. We need to be strong as men, and we need to be able to offer that to others. The next one is courage, which is really just about facing our fears and attempting to overcome them, right? No man lives without fear. All of us have fear of some kind. Uh, It's really what we do with that fear that defines us as men. We need to possess courage and the ability to move towards those fears and learn to face them and attempt to overcome them. And then skill is really just, you know, as it sounds, is just learning and growing in our abilities to do things. Uh, most times men are called on to kind of be like, You know, a jack of all trades. We need to have a decent amount of skills in our tool belt, right? We're kind of Swiss army knives. We need to know how to do a lot of things just to navigate what it means to be in the world. But we probably also want to really be advanced in just a few things. We want to really hone our skills in some things where the world can kind of count on us to be skillful in certain ways that we can offer that skill to others around us for the benefit of society as a whole. But again, those three things strength, courage and skill, those are things that you as a man can work on kind of independently of others around you. You can focus on those things yourself. But the next two things, honor and allegiance, are inherently relational skills. You cannot develop these things without other people around you, and in particular, other men around you. So, As we look at honor and allegiance, honor is really kind of about our relationship with our peers, so kind of like a horizontal relationship. Allegiance is really about relationship with our authorities, so more of a vertical relationship. Honor... Uh, and we're going to spend a whole lot of time talking about honor It's really about doing right by our peers. It's about upholding a shared set of values with other men around us. And this virtue of honor is probably the one that we're the most out of touch with in our society today. I'll just kind of leave that as a teaser right now, because like I said, we're going to spend a whole episode talking about that. And that concept in particular of honor is going to be crucial to unpack kind of what it means to be a man today. Allegiance is a mark of manhood because who a man chooses to give his allegiance to is not only going to shape his life, but it's also going to probably shape the lives of many around him, especially his family, but maybe even a broader circle than that. So allegiance can look like your immediate allegiance, which might look like your boss, you know, and so therefore your career, but it can also look like your ultimate allegiance, which means like your God or the code that you choose to follow with your entire life, kind of the lens that all of your big decisions are made through. All of that has to do with allegiance. Okay. So again, strength, courage, skill, honor, and allegiance. Those are the five marks of manhood. And what I'll just say real briefly is that I hope you can hear it in those concepts. The five marks of manhood are morally neutral. There's nothing about those things that makes a man inherently good or not good. It's just a way to live out being a man. So even something like honor, which we tend to sort of think of as a, as a good virtue in our culture, the way I'm using the word is actually just about, you know, the type of people that you surround yourself with and doing right by those people. So you could do right by, you know, a group of morally corrupt men and still be high in honor, but not be a morally good person. Okay, so there's, there's, there's ways to live these things out that can make you a good man or can make you a bad man, but the five marks in and of themselves are kind of morally neutral. The other thing to say about them is that as men, we can improve in all five of those marks. We can grow and get better in each one of them. And so This is why I really love this definition of manhood is because it gives us some ways to be able to see, am I a man? Am I living those things out? And if not, how do I get better at those things? And by getting better at those things, I will grow in my manliness, right? I will increase in that area. I can know that I'm getting better as a man by by improving in these areas. So that's what the five marks of manhood look like. And we're going to talk about these things regularly. They're going to show up in our conversations all the time in terms of the way that we think about what it means to be a man, how we evaluate manhood in our world, and how we encourage and build each other up and towards you know better and better masculinity. But in order to talk about them further, we need to really examine one of those concepts in particular, and that's honor. So if you're looking to be a man, you can grow in any of these things. But if you're looking to be an extraordinary man, which I know that you are, you wouldn't be listening to a podcast about manhood if you weren't looking to be an extraordinary man. If you're looking for that, then there's something in particular that you're going to need in order to be able to be the best man that you possibly can be. And that's what honor is all about. You're going to need a tribe of men around you. You're going to need a group of men who are going to push you towards that level of extraordinariness that you are capable of, but you will never get there on your own. So in our next episode, that's what we need to talk about, that you as a man need a tribe.